Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. We've been following the journey of the Apostle Paul on his second missionary trip, Uh, starting out in Antioch of Syria. He went throughout uh, some of the churches that had begun in Asia Minor in the region of Galatia, picking up Timothy there. Then the Spirit of God directed them north and to the west toward the city of Troas on the Aegean Sea, where uh, Luke probably joins the group. They traveled across the Aegean and eventually to the city of Philippi, and we saw several of the events that took place, including Paul and Silas being thrown into prison, the miraculous intervention of God and sending an earthquake to free the prisoners from their chains. And as a result, the jailer at the city of Philippi believed in the Lord Jesus with his entire household. And so in this session, we're continuing on. We've come to Acts chapter 17 and verses 1 through 15. I'm going to read those verses as we begin today. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to, and then to rise from the dead, saying, This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the civil authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also, and Jason has received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea, and when they had arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica, They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if those things were so. Many of them therefore believed, and not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea. But Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. 
Let's pray as we begin our session today. Father in heaven, we thank you for our time together. We thank you for uh, what we've just read of the Apostle Paul visiting the cities of Thessalonica and Berea. And as we look at the reception of the gospel uh, by the individuals in those two cities and their different receptions, we ask that our hearts would be softened and uh, receptive to the word of God that's proclaimed to us through your word. We thank you for our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the missionaries arrive at the city of Thessalonica in verses 1 through 9. So they have traveled from Philippi to Thessalonica, and they're, uh, we're told in verse 1, traveling through the cities of Amphipolis and Apollonia. These are main uh, Roman cities along the road in uh, Macedonia from Neapolis through Philippi, and then uh, Amphipolis, Apollonia, and eventually down to Thessalonica. All of this is going on the what's referred to as the Via Ignatia or the Ignatian Way. It's a major road through Macedonia at this time. And so as they're traveling on this main road, they're stopping at these locations and sharing the gospel. Now, no activity is recorded in the cities of Amphipolis or Apollonia, but perhaps they stopped to share the gospel and were just not given all the events of what occurred. Given that at the city of Philippi, it seems that Paul and the team are sharing the gospel, even though there may not have been a synagogue, at the city of Philippi. Remember, they're meeting outside the gate uh, when they find Lydia, who is a uh, devout God-fearer. And so there may have been Jewish areas in these cities where there were worshipers of God, though without perhaps a synagogue. But we're told now when they come to Thessalonica, there is a synagogue in Thessalonica. And so in verse 2, Paul went in, as was his custom, and for three weeks' time, for three Sabbaths in a row, uh, he would have reasoned with the Jews there, uh, attempting to show them from Scripture that Jesus was the Messiah. He was explaining and proving that Jesus had to suffer and then rise from the dead. And so this would have contradicted popular Jewish thought of the day. When they thought about the Messiah, they thought about the Messiah as a king, as a ruler, a political ruler, who would come and restore the kingdom to Israel. They didn't necessarily pay attention to the Old Testament texts that referred to the necessity of the suffering of the Messiah. This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. Uh, Christ means Messiah, anointed one, a king, in verse 3. So, Paul is proclaiming that Jesus really is the king of Israel, who was prophesied in the Old Testament, and now has come uh, in fulfillment of those prophecies. Some were persuaded and joined the believers, including some devout Greeks and several leading women, we're told in verse 5. But for the most part, the opposition comes in verses 5 through 9, where we see uh, the Jews becoming jealous and taking some wicked men of the rabble. 
uh, the dregs of society, and they're forming a mob with these individuals, stirring the city up in an uproar, and they attacked the house of Jason. This is the first we hear of this individual uh, by name of Jason. He's apparently from the city of Thessalonica, and this is the house uh, we, we reason here where Paul, Silas, and the others would have been staying while they were ministering in Thessalonica. Again, we're not exactly told how long they are here, but they're here in the city long enough to cause a lot of contention among the Jews. They drag Jason and some of the other believers before their city authorities when they are not able to find Paul and Silas. Perhaps uh, the other believers had put them into hiding. Uh, when they heard what was going on. These uh, Jews say, the men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. What does this tell us? Well, this tells us that Paul and Silas, Timothy and Luke, the missionary group, are becoming somewhat notorious in the region of Macedonia, and that rumors of their exploits in Asia Minor and other parts of the world are making their way over here now, so that uh, in Thessalonica, the Jews are saying, we've heard about these guys, and they've come here now, and Jason received them, and they are acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And so this is their main accusation that Paul is proclaiming allegiance to another king, that there is a new king and his name is Jesus and that we, uh, they do not need to revere and honor Caesar anymore. Well, of course, uh, in part that is true. Jesus is the rightful king of Israel and he is king for those who are uh, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. But he has no political kingdom at present. And so throughout the New Testament, in many places, believers in Christ are encouraged to uh, honor the king, uh, meaning Caesar and the Roman emperor uh, at this time. And yet, with the realization that ultimately our one true king is the Lord Jesus Christ. The people and city authorities are disturbed by what they hear. And so they, they take money from Jason, some kind of a bond here. It's not completely clear what this is. And they take this money from them, probably as security that, uh, uh, or a pledge perhaps, that this is not in fact what Paul and Silas and others are doing. Uh, after taking this bond, they let them go in verse 9. And in verse 10, the believers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. Now in Berea, there's going to be quite a different reception. They go into the Jewish synagogue, and the Jews are spoken of here as being more noble or noble-minded than those in Thessalonica. They're ready to hear Paul and Silas out and give them an audience. We're told in verse 11, they received the word with all eagerness, and this is really important, examining the scriptures daily to see if the things Paul was saying was true. We should really be like these uh, Bereans. We should be discerning 
having the word of God as our ultimate and final authority, and in light of the word of God, examining everything in the world around us in light of the Bible. Now, many in Berea believed in Jesus, including uh, Greek women of high standing, as well as uh, many men. And so they have a successful ministry in Berea as the Jews there seem to be a little more receptive, a little more open to the word of God being proclaimed. So there's a distinction. In Thessalonica, the Jews are generally pretty closed to the gospel. In Berea, they're a little more open and willing to receive it and examine it in light of the scriptures of the Old Testament. Jews from Thessalonica hear about what's happening in the city of Berea and come down and again stir up the crowds in Berea just as they had in Thessalonica also. And so Paul is sent out to the sea from Berea. Berea was not on the, uh, Met, uh, on the Aegean. So they take him to uh, the port and then he's conducted by believers from Berea down by ship as far as Athens. And then he sends word back to Silas and Timothy for them to come and join him as soon as possible. We're not sure here why the group broke up, uh, why Silas and Timothy remained at Berea for a short time, but uh, the group that had accompanied Paul departed, leaving him alone in the city of Athens by himself for a little while. And next time, we'll begin to look at Paul's ministry in the city of Athens. Now, a few lessons from Thessalonica and Berea. The Jews at Thessalonica were generally pretty stubborn and resistant to the gospel of Jesus Christ, whereas those at Berea were opening to, uh, open to hearing, thinking about the gospel, and examining it in light of what they knew about the other scriptures, the Old Testament. And I would say that our response to the gospel sometimes can follow uh, one of these two patterns. If you have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ before, you, you might respond in one of these ways. You could be resistant and stubborn toward it, dismissing it outright, not wanting to think about it. Or you could be like the Bereans and consider it what it says. Be open to what the gospel of Jesus Christ says for your life. Examine it in light of the word of God and see if what we're saying in this radio ministry is true. And my prayer is that the second would be true of you as a listener. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partners.